Dog TV is on a mission to improve the lives of dogs everywhere with their unique streaming service for dogs to provide entertainment and alleviate stress and anxiety throughout the day. Their science-backed programming features playful animated sequences, dogs, and other animals designed to prevent boredom and provide mental stimulation. This is a great service for pet parents who are beginning to go back into offices and worry about adjusting their furry friends to their absence. Dog TV is available on several devices, including iPhone, Apple TV, Android, Roku, Fire TV, and Xbox One. Click the link in this week's podcast episode description to try Dog TV free for three days. You may choose to continue your subscription for $9.99 a month or save money with a $60 yearly subscription. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Empowered Authenticity, the podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Chopa. Oh, this episode makes my heart so happy. This is this is what it's all about for me. This is why I started this podcast in the first place, is to have these conversations about body liberation and food freedom and, and movement because it feels good, not because we need to change our bodies. And I am so incredibly grateful to uh, my guest this week. Also, I uh, have started teaching dance classes. So I taught burlesque this morning and um, I'll teach pole tomorrow and I'm loving it. I am so excited and so grateful to be a part of my studio and to be working with folks who, who just love to dance. And I'm hopeful that through my knowledge and through my continued work, in this space that I can help to to change the narrative around what it means to be healthy and around fitness and hopefully provide some some body liberation for for the folks that I work with so this week's guest is phenomenal she is so fucking cool and I'm so grateful that she agreed to come on the podcast I mean we we had so much fun I love the work that she's doing so this week's guest has the only weight inclusive gym in Georgia and she talks a lot about how how that looks and what somebody might expect to to see when they walk into the gym and how their trainers speak and setting non-weight-based goals and it's just it's so fucking cool I hope that someday I will get the opportunity to to check out the gym and and just hang out because I just love the work that she's doing and it really gives me it gives me hope for the wellness space because Right now, there's a lot of very insidious messaging telling us that we aren't good enough, that our bodies need to change, that we need to work harder and push ourselves more. And there's just so much misinformation. And yeah, all that to say, I'm super excited to bring you this episode today. So today's episode, um, do you want to give a little bit of a trigger warning? There is some, some brief mention of eating disorders. And uh, so if you're really sensitive to that, uh, please make sure that you are taking care of your own mental health. But today's guest is 
absolutely fabulous. She's a personal trainer as well as the owner of Clarity Fitness in Georgia. And she is also working towards body liberation and health at every size. So everybody, please give an incredibly warm welcome to this week's guest, Abby Griffith. All right. Well, welcome, Abby. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. I am so, so excited and honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So I actually, um, I think I found Clarity, um, which is your fitness center, uh, through the Health at Every Size directory, because I like to go through there and connect with people who have similar values. And I just fill up all my Instagram feed with all that goodness. Um, and so I started following your Instagram. And I'm hoping you can tell us a little bit about Clarity and the work that you're doing. For sure. So Clarity Fitness is currently Georgia's first and only weight-inclusive wellness center. So we are in Decatur, Georgia. For those who are familiar, it is due east of Atlanta. And we have we basically describe it as a weight-inclusive, eating disorder-informed lifetime fitness because a lot of people understand um, that gym. And obviously, our morals and values are totally different. But in terms of the offerings, they're similar. So it's a really gorgeous high-end facility, and we have personal training and group exercise classes and an open gym space with lots of different equipment, and we're free weight focused, so we don't want people um, needing to feel like they have to squeeze into machines or um, just there's a lot of issues with some of the machines that are out there now in terms of them being weight inclusive and allowing for any weight capacity, so we've We've gone the free weight direction, but um, it's a really, really fun space, a great community, and we live and strive to be everybody's safe space, and that's that's what we want to be, so it's been really fun. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. I know for a lot of people, especially folks in bigger bodies and those who identify as, as female, I, I think that a lot of gyms can be really intimidating, and I think there's a history of feeling like folks in those bodies feel like they don't belong. Um, and so I'm curious, when somebody comes to Clarity, what what is something that they might notice or feel or see that's different from a typical fitness facility? Definitely. So I'm so happy you asked. We actually did some some deep dive market research on some of our members that we wish we could just multiply a hundred times over. And the the feedback that we got from them was just an overwhelming amount of acceptance. And we are allies in a lot of different ways. Not all of us have the same lived experiences, obviously, um, but we work really hard to just meet people where they are and be able to understand, not understand from a lived experience necessarily, but be able to support and support whatever their priorities are, wherever they need to be for that day. So um, for example, like in personal training, if someone comes out and is like, I'm tired, that is a-okay. And we're not going to push you through the same workout that we have programmed necessarily. I've taken my clients on walks. I've had stretching days. It's, it's their time. It's their space. And whatever movement feels good for the day is awesome. <laughs> and so um, it's, it's definitely a, a different perspective for lots of reasons. Obviously, there's, there's the pieces of the eating disorder informed approach that no other gym in Georgia that I know of understands like we do. And then there's the, the elements of it just being whatever you need for that day, not needing to 
worry about getting dressed to go to the gym or put on makeup and just be able to be you and have your time and take care of yourself. <laughs> yeah, that sounds so welcoming and relaxing. Thank like, you. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a place that people would actually want to go because I feel like there's so much drudgery that's often associated with um, with gyms and movement. Um, and I mean, there's just so much, right? Like there's so much psychology that goes on with, with sure. moving our bodies yeah. because we've so many of us have used it as a punishment uh-huh. for the way that we're eating or even in schools, you know, mm-hmm. you do something wrong, you have to run laps or walk laps or whatever. And so it's, it's nice to hear that this is really taking a, a perspective of what do you need today mm-hmm. and recognizing that that might be different from day to day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100% is never the same as it was yesterday. And 100%, it's you don't even have to give it. If you have a 100% of whatever bucket you have filled today to give, maybe you have 10% of said bucket and the bucket size changes and Just, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like so many other gyms that people go to, it's something that they feel like they air quotes have to or air quotes should be doing. And our goal is to eliminate that motivation does not come from hating yourself. And that is so much of the health messaging out there right now, unfortunately. So working to change the conversation a little bit. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, can you share a little bit about how you came to recognize the deficiencies in the health and wellness and fitness spaces? Definitely. So um, similar to a lot of people in the space, it was my own lived experience. And I've learned so much and have so much more to learn. (laughs) Just really had so many paradigm shifts in my journey. So I started um, with an eating disorder years back. I don't want to give too many specifics because I know that it can be triggering to people, but it was just so interesting when I did finally get to recovery to see how so much of what I was doing that I thought was healthy and the right thing and the best thing was really killing me. And it was a very scary wake-up call, but a really important one that I'm really, really grateful and happy happened for me when it did because I know that not everyone has that not everyone um gets that wake-up call and um it was it was definitely a great experience to learn and to challenge some limiting beliefs that i had and when i started unpiecing the puzzle of some of this stuff doesn't make sense anymore (laughs) and hey why why do i have to or like like i remember asking myself the question if i liked what i saw in the mirror why would i work out and there was a point where I truly didn't have an answer. And like that breaks my heart today, but it was, that was where I was. And to be able to see that there's so many infinite number of other things that can encourage movement and can be, can be fun for movement um, out there and different ways that I can move my body that I don't hate and all of those awesome things that, that I found um, that got me super excited to share that with other clients. So I had started um, personal training out of University of Miami where I went to school and that was my first dabble in learning how to talk to people about other benefits of movement and learning how to get people to be kinder to themselves on the inside and outside. And um, when I started finding my voice in that space, I just loved it and it really resonated with who I wanted to be and who I was becoming as a person. 
and I dove in more and more. And as I know, you know, there's so many chapters of this journey and I've listened back to, to things that I've said or written or shared in the past. And it's been cringy because it's like, it's a step in the right direction, but it's not there yet. And I'm sure that there are things that I still say today that are still still in that camp and I still want to learn and grow, but um, it's it's definitely been interesting to unpiece things slowly but surely in different elements still hidden in diet culture and just constant learning, constant growth. There's still so much more that I know I can learn and grow from. And obviously that, that comes in waves, like I'm pretty stressed out with work right now. And so seeing things pop up in those chapters where I feel quote unquote out of control of other elements. It's like, Oh, there's that again. <laughs> so that's, that's always an interesting learning experience too. And um, when I went to university of Miami, I got my personal training certification and that's a whole journey in itself in terms of all of the things that are brought up in any kind of certs about personal training that I took in the past. Um, but there are better ones now that are very exciting. So we're going with those, but, <laughs> Um, but I went through some, some journeys there and, um, I also started to explore other people's relationships with fitness in that position and hearing, hearing people come in and just the, that's the hardest part of being a personal trainer for me is just the laundry list of things that people hate about themselves that they want quote unquote fixed. And it's just so sad. And like, where do you even start? <laughs> and obviously nothing needs to be fixed, but they can't see that yet. And so um, that's, that was, that was an interesting part of my growth of how can I meet them where they are and help them enough to build the trust so that they stay with me, but also not contort their body. <laughs> So it's like, it was, it was a, that, that was a long journey to figure out that balance and to get them to a place where they can find peace and love for themselves without what they deem to be progress at the time. Um, Non-scale victories have been huge for that. So we have a ton of those splattered all over our, our walls in the clarity space now, and people can sign off on them when they achieve them. So those are super fun ways to re-steer the conversation but but that was definitely something that no other gyms were doing no other fitness centers were doing um and now i'm learning about so many more amazing people and facilities all over the country and all over the world that do get it um but that at the time that i was going through my recovery i had never heard of anything like that so it was really cool to to find more people that were in that space and to grow with them and learn from them. And that's, that's where we're at today. Yeah. Can you give a couple examples of non-scale victories? Oh, for sure. They're my favorite. So, <laughs> so I mean, there's the, the more medical kind of non-scale victories, things like sleeping better, things like blood work coming back in a quote unquote healthy way, things like feeling like there's less pain and that does not come from losing weight, things like um, being less out of breath, chasing the kids around or walking upstairs. Um, and some of those get tricky because some of those can still be kind of diet-y because um, we don't want to be like, I am less of a person or I am less valuable or I'm not enough if I get winded going up the stairs. Like that is 
a human experience that happens. Your heart rate is beating faster, so you get out of breath. It is just how the body works and has nothing to do with your worth as a human being. So I, I, it's like it's with a little subtext with it, but, but then there are the more fun ones like bought clothes regardless of the size, just whatever felt good and did, felt like made me feel comfortable and myself and confident. There are things like smashing scales or stepping away from the scale for any period of time if that's new for people. Um, there's things like going and working out with friends and making it social and fun, stopping a workout when you feel pain instead of pushing through that. So there's like 30 of them that we have plastered on the walls that make me super happy. And <laughs> it's really cool to see people get excited about those. So when we, when we bring people into the space, we give them a chance to pick which one resonates and which one feels good. And maybe they've never completed a workout without some kind of tracking metric. So what does it look like to put the Apple watch down? And again, it's, it's different, different things for different people based on how far along the journey they are. And there are things that people that are more into the movement and more into the social justice piece, they like, I haven't weighed myself in 20 years and that's incredible. And obviously what we hope for everyone, but there are also people that still weigh themselves every day, unfortunately, and we want them to to have something that they can see as a baby step. So something that might be a, a giant deal for someone might be something that's already been checked off the mental health list for others, but we definitely have something for everyone on that wall, which is fun. That's so awesome. Yes, I, I love that. There are so many benefits to movement that I think often are overlooked. I mean, even like... I love Pinterest, but <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> there's that caveat because uh -huh. there's so many people posting about, oh, this food or this exercise will help you lose weight or, you know, this will, if this will get rid of your arm flab. Uh -huh. And I'm like, why can't we just be like, hey, this helps you get strong. This helps you feel better. Yeah. This, like, so I, I really love that Clarity is focusing on those more, um, those more personal accomplishments thank you um, that that actually matter yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> so when you tell someone whether it's out in the community or they're coming into clarity for the first time when you tell them that this is a a weight and body inclusive gym mm -hmm. how do they typically respond to that yeah it's it's different for everybody there are some people that um weight inclusivity, body positivity, if they're still using that phrase, whatever it might be, is like a foreign concept to them and they've never heard of it before or they think that um, it's the same as positive body image, which it's not. And um, so if you ask someone about body positivity, they're like, oh, no, I'm fine with that. And it's like, hmm. <laughs> like that's not quite what I mean. So um, so the, the connection points are different and um, we do we do work really hard to make sure that we're not getting um, judgmental of people that are in different places with this journey. Um, I, like I said, still have tons more room to grow and have grown a ton in the last five and ten years. Like my, I have um, journal entries from college, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like poor poor previous Abby, <laughs> like just the things that you were stressing over and we're consumed by. Um, so like it definitely does change and like it definitely does shift. And um, we don't want people to feel like they can't grow and can't learn in our community. So um, it's it's 
it's different for everyone. And we've had people that really don't connect with the mission at all, which is fine because we'd rather have more people that really do get it than um, people who really don't care. And we have people that just come to to move and to work out because the gym is pretty. And then we have some people that come because this is the only gym in Georgia that they feel safe in. So it's a wide variety of people. And we have a really cool initial consultation process where we just really get to understand how we can help and what we can do to support. And that's where we figure out where people are for the most part with their journeys and uh, we have therapists and non-diet based dietitians, everyone's eating disorder informed that we refer out to and that can help people start putting some pieces of the puzzle together outside of the movement piece too. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. I, yeah. And I feel like there are so few uh, weight and body inclusive gyms, even within the United States. Is that, does that sound right? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the minority of the gyms out there for sure. And then the the scary part is some people claim to be body positive and then have weight loss services on the front page. <laughs> oh <laughs> so my gosh, it's yes. super scary. So, um, <laughs> but I mean, there's like, there are some really, really amazing people and some really amazing facilities that have been in the game way longer than us that we look up to and have Instagram crushes on and so are by far not the inventors of this and definitely not the first ones, but we're, we're really, we're really wanting to, to continue to grow and magnify the voices in that space for sure. Yeah. I'm very hopeful that we're going to see more, more gyms that are focused on, on movement and movement that feels good as opposed to uh, movement for punishment or movement for weight loss and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, my background is in dietetics. So mm -hmm. I got my bachelor's degree in nutrition. Um, I think I'm still certified as a dietetic <laughs> technician, but like, honestly, the Academy <laughs> of Nutrition and Dietetics is kind of garbage. So <laughs> that's how I feel about personal training. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I feel like it's really it's hard because so much of this misinformation is still being distributed. Sure. And I know I've talked with a couple other dietitians who are non-diet dietitians and doctors. Mm -hmm. um, and it just seems like I'm not sure I'm not sure what the way to fix it is. Mm -hmm. But for me, so sometimes uh, I have a lot of talks with my therapist. And, um, <laughs> right. Because it feels it can feel so hopeless sometimes, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and even even uh, a few days ago, I was having a conversation with someone regarding weight and health at every size and health and BMI. And mm -hmm. it, it got a little bit heated and yeah. to the point where I had to like bow out because yeah. I felt myself becoming like emotional and I knew mm -hmm. that wasn't going to help. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious how for yourself, how do you kind of manage all of that? And mm -hmm. how, especially given your history of having an eating disorder, mm -hmm. how do you how do you keep from being triggered just constantly? Yeah, honestly, I don't. Um, <laughs> it's it's really hard. And it's very similarly, I gave up a, a seat on a board that I was active on just a couple days ago because of the same thing. There's, there's different pieces of this work. And as I continue to learn and grow, there are things that I'm learning that people um, have different views on. And if their views aren't aligned with mine, everyone is able to have their own perspective and their own beliefs and their own views. And I, I respect that and think that that's a 
what makes the world really cool, but I also need to stick with people that are aligned with what I believe in. And so um, just making decisions like that, working really hard with clarity to make sure that everyone that we bring into that space as a provider that we send people to is aligned with how we do things and staying with our continuous commitment to learn and grow and be allies in this space is definitely people change and views change and maybe we learn something new one one year and need to cut some ties with previous partners that we've had and knowing that those tough conversations are worth it and being able to keep myself in my lane as much as I can in terms of what I see on social media. And I'm no longer afraid of the unfollow button. And on TikTok, I'm no longer afraid of the not interested button. <laughs> so uh, just guarding guarding my space and, and being around people that think the same way. But also it's been interesting to be around people that don't think the same way. Because I think that if you, if you stay in your circle of people who only think one way, that there's you lose sight of different challenges to your beliefs that can maybe make you think something different in a positive way and maybe can make your argument stronger for what you believed in the first place. And being able to to have conversations with different people in different spaces, people that have been doing a work in the social justice field for decades, I have no idea how they remain calm and <laughs> loving and supportive and in that teacherly role because I've been in this space for a very short time compared to so many people that I look up to. And I get so frustrated. <laughs> like you said, it is just you, you get a few people connected to new resources and then 40 more walk in that are like, I hate my body or I need to weigh this or people who are this way are bad. And it's just so draining. <laughs> so it's definitely, but I do think that the being clear on what matters to you and doing your best and continuing to learn and continuing to humble yourself. Uh, I know I do not know it all. I know that in 10 years, I'll have very different views on things again. And it's that's knowing that that's okay. And that I still have have a space in my own experience with my own journey does matter. And so does other people's being able to, to learn from, from everybody and pass the mic around and make sure that I'm not, I'm not doing this for me. I'm not doing this to be the face of anything is it's much, much bigger than that. And it's, it's some really cool and really powerful and really needed work that's been going on. So that's, Getting connected to the social justice piece in short, I think, has been the most helpful because whether you want to have the argument of if weight matters to health or not, and we've beaten that one into the ground for decades, <laughs> like, like what, what does matter is that people are human beings and that they're treated that way. And that I can stand by 110% and stand away from people who don't believe that. So I think that, that getting clear on the, the root is has been helpful to be like, this is, this is where I'm at. This is what I believe and don't need to feed into people who aren't in that. Yeah. 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 So I think uh, for myself, finding empathy for everybody is a big piece of it that kind of helps me to keep my cool. And obviously like it doesn't always work, but mm -hmm. I try to think about how much diet culture and weight stigma is, is ingrained in our culture. Like, mm -hmm. You know, there's so many different 
avenues in which we see it. I mean, you turn on the TV, there's a commercial for something. You mm-hmm. walk down the street, there's a billboard. You go into the doctor's office. Like, there's so much that still needs to be undone. Um, mm-hmm. And so I always try to, even if I can't get somebody to fully, like, understand how weight does not equal health, mm-hmm. um, I, I at least try to, like, get them thinking about empathy. So... Mm-hmm from the point of like yeah i can tell that like you want you want people to be healthy which is great and it's not really any of your business like mm-hmm. and maybe they are making changes that you can't see or mm-hmm. also for some people and um i i was reminded of this when i talked to shannon uh kanashige um who mm-hmm. is uh they they teach yoga uh fringish yoga is what they're called yeah. and um, you know, they said health is not healthy is not something that that some people can even achieve. You know, yeah. when we look at things like cancer and and diabetes and hepatitis and so many different things, where it's mm-hmm. like even saying like, "Oh, I just want you to be healthy," can be mm-hmm. can be uh, rude. It's <laughs> just rude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like sure. I like what if we just let people be people who Mm -hmm. have good days and bad days and Mm -hmm. you know some days you're gonna want more salad and some days you're gonna want more chocolate and that's Mm -hmm. okay yeah Um. (laughs) no I love that it brings the brings the peace back brings it's it's fine and we all spend so much time all up in arms and freaking out enough as it is (laughs) adding this like quote-unquote health component is just like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah it's like almost that's become a, a morality issue yeah um, and I say almost it's like no actually it has become yeah, it is. <laughs> when it shouldn't be right exactly you are not a worse person if you don't do x like that makes no sense <laughs> right exactly like uh, murdering people probably makes you a worse person I but <laughs> that argument <laughs> <laughs> But eating pizza, no, does not make you a worse person. Actually, I probably like you more. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like, are you better? Mm. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I was curious about is, you know, I don't have to tell you working with folks who have difficult histories with food and their body and exercise it, it can be really challenging and you have to kind of tread lightly with these individuals. So I'm wondering, um, you know, you, you stated that clarity is, is eating, eating disorder informed. Mm-hmm. So how do you work with clients who come in and they, they tell you like, Oh, I've, I've had this history. Mm-hmm. How do you work with them to make sure that they are engaging in a way that is good for them? Definitely. That's, my favorite part of what we do. So we have a release system that we can work with therapists, physical therapists, dietitians, doctors, treatment teams, and be a part of that. So people can release 
us to talk to directly to their dietitian or directly to their treatment team. And that's where most of the shifts happen because we're able to all be on the same team. We're able to all develop trust for each other and know that if we're talking about releasing rules around movement, that we don't have a dietitian that's in their ear that's adding all of these food rules and vice versa. Obviously, this is very, very touchy and very, very serious work that's happening. So having a gym in this space takes a ton of trust for the individual to come to and also for the treatment team to believe in and to trust in. So um, that, that helps us all be able to to work together and be on the same team. And we can check in on number of times that people come to the gym. We consulted with a few therapists on that because at one point we were wrestling with the idea of having a therapist on site. And long story short, we ruled that out because we know that you can't just say work out less or do this or shift this about your movement routine and it immediately happens. It's way more convoluted than that, a way more serious mental health work than that. So for there to be an added like guilt or shame component, even though that is maybe more helpful work, not maybe, that is more helpful work to put pressure on than anything that diet culture is doing, but we still don't want it to be shameful or punishy in terms of, well, you you did this. And so now the therapist is literally watching you do it even after they said not to. <laughs> and so so that's that's been um, something that we haven't really utilized much, but we're we're able if the if the treatment team decides that it's important that we watch how long they're at the gym or what they're doing or how many times we have different reports and stuff that we can send them to again be on the same team. Um, and if someone is wanting more information about preventing like overuse of any kind of cardio machines we want to make sure that we're we're watching that and having those kind of conversations so so that's been that's been an interesting part of it and working with the treatment teams with the personal trainers is just super super helpful and super powerful for everybody and that's that's really when the movement component is brought in when it's appropriate obviously people who are deep in their recovery don't need to be adding movement or relationship with movement to the equation but when they're at a stable enough place to want to or if they ever want to um, being able to have that service there to add to an actual treatment team is really powerful. And I know a lot of treatment centers in the United States, at least, are starting to incorporate movement into their treatment plan, whether it's meditation or gentle yoga or stretching or even like outdoor walks or hikes in, in gentle and mindful ways. So being able to, to work with people that are doing really cool research around progression progressive training and progressive loading and resistance bands instead of weights and just shifting people's perspective of movements and also looking at different alternatives like we talked about walking or dance classes or yoga in different ways and seated yoga and just fun ways that people can explore movement that are incredible still and all movement is incredible and it has so much of a positive impact on people's day and people get caught up in if I'm not lifting or if I'm not doing x then it's not quote-unquote good enough and that being able to destigmatize and do some some deconditioning of that has been super helpful when sometimes those rules are hidden in people's minds and 
challenging specific things or specific words or specific choices that people make has been a really cool part of what we do. Yeah, it sounds like you and your team have been extremely thoughtful in the services that you offer and and even just how you how you set the gym up and how you work with folks. So I appreciate that. I think it's super fucking cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It gives me hope for the industry. Um, So you've done so many amazing things. You're offering so many amazing services. But I want to give you a moment to brag and tell us about one thing that you are really proud of with your work. Oh, thank you. Um, so funny when you give the, the opportunity to brag. It's like, whoa. But <laughs> um, it was probably the personal training piece. Like that, that would have been such a game changer in my own journey if I had had that 20 years ago, 10 years ago. And being able to train trainers who are in different understanding levels, wavelengths of this work and to see them come in thinking that they're aligned with weight inclusivity and starting to to unplug some puzzles and some pieces, parts in their perspectives and slowly challenge things for them. We do um, a diversity topic and a weight inclusive topic at the beginning of every team meeting. And then we also have our fitness topic, but we always make sure that it's accessible to all people. So it's been really cool for just in those little little early portions of the meeting to to get present to that and teach some people some new perspectives. So it's definitely the work that we're doing to shift people's perspectives. And that happens most in the personal training work and the team meetings that we do, just whether it's the trainer or the client, it means a lot to to be slowly shifting some gears for people and bringing them more peace and then them being able to give other people some more peace too. Yeah, such a such an amazing trickle down effect, right? Because it starts with like uh, the upper management and then it comes to the trainers and the trainers are giving that information to people who hopefully are sharing it with friends and family and oh, sure. so fucking cool. Like <laughs> I'm like, I, I truly hope that someday I'll be able to come visit and uh, like, yeah, because it sounds awesome. Like this sounds like a place that I would want to be like working or or working out or whatever like I just want to be there (laughs) you well anytime come hang out (laughs) we can go like twerk at a dance class or something together (laughs) oh gosh I am I actually got certified in pole dancing uh instructing so I start that Saturday (laughs) congratulations that's so so excited that's epic I did pole dancing once and I was covered in bruises for like a week so you are an artist (laughs) I'm also always covered in bruises so it's just the nature of my game (laughs) but uh, I want to wrap up with one final question and this is how I end every podcast episode how can we follow you and support the work that you're doing Yeah. So claritifitness.com is our website. We've got lots of fun virtual and in-person events that go on all the time. We do virtual personal training services. So whether you're in the Atlanta area or not, all that info is on the website too. 
Clarity Decatur is our Instagram and Clarity Fitness is our TikTok account. So those are all great resources. And if anything that I said or if anything that we are doing resonates with you or could be improved and landed funkily, I am more than happy to have conversations about it. So y'all can have my personal email and it's Abby, A-B-B-E-Y at ClarityFitness.com. And I'm happy to connect with other resources that I know and talk about any kind of situation that might have come up with you or a friend. I know a lot of people reach out if they have any kind of um, eating disorder red flags. I'm not a therapist by any stretch of the imagination, but I can help guide people in the right direction. And that's, that's one of my favorite parts of what I do too. So happy to, happy to help and talk and chat if anything comes up for (laughs) y'all. Awesome. Well, Abby, it's been so fun. Like I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I'm so glad that you and folks like you are out there doing this work and helping to to break down diet culture and helping people to feel good in the bodies that they have because our bodies do so much for us. And <laughs> it's it's amazing. So thank you so much for taking the time to come on and talk to me today. Absolutely. And thank you so, so much for having me. I apologize for my weepy issues. It's okay. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> so patient. <laughs> totally so fun. fine. <laughs> Yay, thank you. Thank you for listening to Empowered Authenticity, the podcast. Please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like more content from Empowered Authenticity, make sure to follow on Instagram at empowered underscore authenticity. We'll see you next week. Cupshe is a beachwear brand inspired by and created for the most vibrant, fun, and fearless women all over the world. Since 2015, they've built an incredible community of women who move forward in confidence, comfort, and style. From swimsuits to cover-ups, all Cupshe pieces are crafted with love using patterns, textures, and quality fabrics that effortlessly get you from beach to brunch. They are committed to staying true to their mission, to empower women everywhere to look and feel their best in quality, stylish, affordable swimwear. Cupshe products are designed to fit and flatter a variety of body shapes and sizes. With timeless one pieces, lush floral prints, or cheerful bright bikinis, there's something that'll make every woman feel beautiful inside and out. Find the swimsuit of your dreams by visiting the link in this week's episode description.